Have you ever looked around at what's happening in the culture right now and wondered what God's word has to say about your role in it? I'm going to spend the next few minutes today talking about biblical discernment in an unbiblical age. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, thank you guys for joining me today. I, I uh, a couple. Th- I'm going to give my normal plug here for Mom Strong International. If you're not over at the Women's Bible Study with me, you are missing out. We are studying right now all about motherhood, the irreplaceable role of mothers, and uh, I'm loving my teaching with you guys. I normally teach on Tuesdays, and we spend quite a bit of time just kibitzing about what God has to say. A little bit of teaching for me. And then some interaction from you. I really want to hear what's going on in your life. But the MomStrong International community is a wonderful community of women who are dedicated to the study of God's word so that we can apply it to our everyday lives and pass on the truth of what God says to our children. Uh, I've been a mother, as you guys know, for over 30 years. And it's amazing to me to watch what is happening to our children right now on the watch of the church. In other words, Our children are being targeted. So you can't take a break. Moms, you know, it used to be we'd put our kids in front of the television and we'd watch Sesame Street or whatever. And we'd go, hey, mama's going to go over here and I'm going to work on a project. And you guys are going to watch, you know, Big Big Bird. And Big Bird's going to tell you guys about the colors and the weather. Well, now Big Bird's telling you how to be woke and that you're a racist and all the things. And you can't leave your kids alone for a second. And it's exhausting. But it's exhausting because we're at war. And I've been thinking a lot about, you know, my theme for uh, my speaking season for the next year is called Light a Thousand Fires. And I'm really excited about it because I think it's going to be, uh, I think God's going to use it to show a lot of people what they can do, what their role can be in the culture right now and how God wants to use you right where you are. So a couple of days ago, I spoke to you about the importance of discernment. And I said that Spurgeon said that discernment was not knowing the difference between right and wrong. It's knowing the difference between right and almost right. And so being able to kind of take a step back and instead of being kind of mired in the muck of what's happening around you from a 35,000 foot view, look down and be able to discern what's happening because you see a big picture view of the world around you. That's what God's word does. It helps us get up above the muck and the mire and get a 35,000-foot view of what's going on from God's perspective. So when we know the Bible, we can take what God is saying, and we can look at the culture. Now, the the, the culture uh, here and God's word, the foundation, right, of which everything should be filtered through. So we take what's coming at us, we filter through the grid of Scripture, and then what comes out on the other side, that is what gives us the wisdom that we need to navigate the issues that they come up in the culture. Uh to navigate, rather, the issues as they come up in the culture. And we need to be able to give this discernment to our children. It's so important, you guys. And we're living right now in a really incredible time because we're seeing an incredible rise of biblical illiteracy in the church. And it really has created just a perfect storm, right? A generation of of Christians who know every word to every worship song that was ever written since 1980, but we don't know God's word and we can't defend it. And I'm here to tell you right now, it's much more important that you know God's word so that you can apply it to every aspect of your life. And it's not hard. That's the other thing. Uh, I, I get sort of, you can sort of, you know, see me. Some of you guys are watching me on YouTube, kind of see me sit up in my chair because this makes me 
very, very excited to think that if this generation of believers would have the uh, the desire and the the um, the tenacity to really dig into their Bibles and just wake up every morning and say, I'm going to make a commitment this year to get to know God, to get to know him through his word, to get to know him through uh, a study and a desire to listen for his still small voice. The Bible says that God wants to speak to us, and he absolutely does. We we know now that the church has been kind of on the, the decline for a long time. But I looked at a study. I'm going to put it up in the show notes for you guys to see it today. But I I noticed that Barna has a new, well, newish uh, poll out, and it talks about the number of Christians that are not engaged with the Bible. He would call them Bible disengaged. In other words, they interact with the Bible infrequently, if at all, and the Bible has minimal impact on their lives. And you know the number of Christians that said, oh, yeah, that's me, 48%. 48% of Christians said, I, I dis- I'm relatively disengaged from the Bible. You know how what the percentage of Christians that say that they are absolutely Bible-centered? In other words, they interact with the Bible frequently. It transforms their relationships. It changes and shapes their choices. Only 5% of Christians say that they are engaged with the Bible. You guys, this has got to change. And the reason it, it has to change is because what the adversary is doing right now, and he's doing it in every way, right? He's, he's taking aim at you in the schools, taking aim at the culture through media, through what we read on the covers of magazines and in, our, in uh, a lot of people, you know, very involved in the gaming industry. Movies are really big. You know, people don't go so much to the theaters anymore. Why? Because we can pipe stuff right into our homes. And we're still very, very awash in, ma- in media. And what you'll see if you, t- if you pay any close attention to it at all is that the ideological battle is a battle for truth. It's a battle for right and wrong. In other words, how do we see the world? What is true? What's not true? Well, the Bible teaches us that we can know what is true. And the question becomes, uh, you know, well, how do you know that that's your truth and this isn't your truth and it's the gospel according to Oprah, right? And we we know that a misunderstanding of Scripture leads to a misapplication of Scripture. I'm going to play something for you right now, and I want you to take a close listen at it. This was several years ago. This is Pastor Rob Bell interacting with Oprah Winfrey about a book he had written called The Zim Zum of Love. Take a listen, and then I'll comment on it. Marriage, gay and straight, is a gift to the world because the world needs more, not less. Love, fidelity, commitment, devotion, and sacrifice. I think it's great that you all made a conscious choice to include gay marriage in here. Absolutely. Yeah, why? Because one of the oldest aches in the bones of humanity is loneliness. And it's one of the things that goes way, way back. Loneliness is not good for the world. And so, whoever you are, gay or straight, it is totally normal, natural, and healthy to want somebody to go through life with. It's, it's central to our humanity. Yeah. We want someone to go on the journey with. When is the church going to get that? We're close, I, I think. I think it's evolving. I think mm-hmm. it's... Lots of people are already there. We think it's inevitable, and it's, we're moments. A moment away, away from the church yeah, accepting it. Really? Absolutely. Because as soon as you meet someone, and most of the time when people have resistance to this, and I say you, that, you, you think we're moments away. I think culture 
is already there and the church will continue to be even more irrelevant when it quotes letters from 2000 years ago as their best defense when you have in front of you. All right. So I'm going to stop right there because I, I want you guys to understand something. This is what is in the church right now. This is the heresy and the false teaching behind Andy Stanley. It's it's what Jen Hatmaker is spouting uh, at the top of her lungs. It's what you see former pastor Rob Bell talking about. The moment that Oprah Winfrey invites you on her show to talk about Christianity, you probably aren't walking with the Lord. I mean, that's what I'm that's what I see when I see these people talking to uh, Oprah Winfrey. And granted, you know, this was a long time ago. This particular video was is about nine years old now. And I started playing it for audiences about that time. But but nothing has changed when he said that culture is already there. He's completely correct. He said that the the oldest one of the oldest aches in the bones of humanity is loneliness. Well, I'm here to tell you guys right now that the oldest ache in the bones of humanity is sin. The Bible says that sin separates us from God. It is sin that creates loneliness. It's sin that creates uh, this longing in us that cannot be fulfilled by something inside the human heart because the human heart is broken. And so when he says that Christians are going to continue to become more and more irrelevant until we stop quoting letters from 2000 years ago as our best defense, men and women, that should send a shiver up your spine because he's telling us we can't know what is true. The Bible tells us in Psalm 119 verses 160 says, all your words are true. Your righteous laws are eternal. John 17, 17, make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth, right? Psalm 25, the last part of Psalm 25 says, guide me in your truth and teach me. Jesus himself said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. We can know truth and truth is found in the work and person of Jesus Christ. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We have to have discernment uh, in this day and age. And what it's going to require is that we are no longer lazy in our pursuit of Jesus, no longer lazy in our pursuit of truth and to know what God says is true. And I want to inoculate you guys against the false teaching that is out there by just encouraging you, go back to the Bible. The Bible's not contradicting itself. The Bible hasn't changed. The book of Isaiah declares that the grass will wither and the flower will fade, but the word of God will stand forever. And in all of my years of mothering and all of my years of being married and uh, and being kind of on the forefront and out in the on the front lines of uh, what many call the culture wars, I can tell you that the people that survive the, the onslaught against truth and the onslaught against the work and person of Jesus Christ are the ones who are rooted in scripture and who know who they are because they see themselves through the lens of the one who made them. And in order for us to move past where we are now and get to where God wants us to be, we cannot be lazy in our study of the word. This is why I founded MomStrong International. It's the heartbeat behind my my conference, Faith That Speaks. Let me ask you a question. What 
would your faith say if it found its voice in the culture? What issue would you speak to if your faith found its voice in the culture? If faith finds its feet in this generation of believers, we're going to live to see, I think, amazing things because God wants to use your voice. He wants to use your gifts and your talents to bring hope and healing to a world that the Bible says God loves. The Bible says God is not willing that any would perish. No, not one. He's the creator and he loves you. And what we are engaged in right now is just this epic struggle of good versus evil that has been playing out uh, since before the Garden of Eden. And you guys, if you want to know God's word, study it. The study of God's word should be a joyful labor. The definition of study, it it means to uh, acquire knowledge by reading, by observation, by research. And yet in the modern church today, we've, we've bought into this idea that we can just show up for church on a Sunday morning and listen to a message for 25 minutes and go home and put our Bible back on the shelf where it will collect dust for another seven days until we pick it up and go again for another 20-minute message. This is not how we have victory in our lives as Christians. It's a labor to know the Lord, but it should be a joyful labor to read his word, to know him, to say, God, what do you want me to do in my life today? And we need to be studying God's word to show ourselves, as the Apostle Paul said to Timothy, an approved workman who does not need to be ashamed, who can rightly divide the word of God. And so when you're ready to approach the Bible, I just want to encourage you, do it prayerfully. Ask yourself in this passage, what is it that God is doing? And then you got to remember who the Bible is about, because we've been told that the Bible is about me, but it's not. The Bible is teaching us what God is doing, God's truth is not subjective. It's not about me. It's not about you. The Bible is about God. It's God's unfolding story. He's trying to reveal who he is, parts of who he is to you in scripture. This pleases the Lord. This does not please the Lord. This is where we came from. This is the role of male and female. The issues that the culture is grappling with right now, many of them being grappled with in the church, are answered in the pages of the Bible. And oftentimes, I think when we take a scripture out of context or we remove the word we and we insert the word me. In other words, we make the verses about ourselves. We read the Bible like it's a personal letter addressed to, to us. But the problem is the Bible's not written to us. It's written for you, but it's not written to you. Uh, we read the Bible in modern Christianity for what we can get out of it, right? Not for what God wants for us to get out of it. And the Bible has something for you, remember but it's not written to you. So our culture has made the reading of the Bible very I-centric, right? And much of the Bible is written with a we-centric theme. So I want to look at a couple of verses with you really quickly. I don't have a a lot of time today, but I want to sort of camp out on this because I'm getting ready to hit the road for my speaking season. And every year, a lot of you guys don't know this, but every year I, I ask the Lord to give me a theme for what he wants to do in that particular season through me on the road. In my speaking, you know, workshops that I write, sessions that I uh, I pour my heart and soul into and I study. And this year, the theme really is, uh, it's called Light a Thousand Fires. And I'm going to be talking a lot in almost every topic that I touch on. I'm going to be talking about what it would look like if Heidi St. John lit a fire in Vancouver, Washington, and then somebody uh, in in Portland, Oregon, caught the spark of a fire that was in the air from Vancouver, Washington, and that lit a fire in Beaverton, and that lit a fire uh, in uh, Western Oregon. And then you've got, you know, all of a sudden you can look and you can see that there are little fires being lit everywhere. Fires for faith, fires for freedom. God 
wants to use you. And if we can engage the Bible appropriately, then God says we're going to have victory in him. And it doesn't mean victory. I'm not talking about winning the culture war, okay? I'm talking about peace in your life. I mean, if we if we win a battle in the culture war, praise the Lord, because that's good for children. That's good for families. That God's ways are good. And so those are good things. But the ultimate victory that we're looking for is the victory that we find when we walk in obedience before the Lord. When we stop listening to these woke, uh, you know, sloppy agape uh, teachers and pastors that are teaching from a, a position of making the Bible something about me instead of God's unfolding story, the Bible revealing something about God. So one of the best verses I can think of that gets taken out of context all the time in the modern church comes from Luke chapter 11, verse 9. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open unto you. Now, I'm going to read this verse in context because the obvious the obvious danger of taking a verse out of context is that you end up with the wrong message. And that's what's going to happen. Wrong context equals a misunderstood message. You guys know that context is king. And Kay Arthur, who I have followed and admired for many, many years, used to say that context is everything. If we don't understand the context of scripture, then we take it out of context. And when we take a, a verse out of context or an entire passage out of context, then we misunderstand the message that the author was trying to communicate. And so it's very important that we study God's word with a wholehearted approach. And we want to study it in a way that honors and pleases the Lord. So tomorrow on the show, I'm going to come back and give you guys some keys to basic Bible study. We've gone over these at MomStrong International from time to time, and I teach them when I'm out on the road. But in light of the fact that there is so much misunderstanding about how to study God's word and so much misunderstanding about common passages even of scripture, we see the name it and claim it, pastors that that take you know God's word you know, ask and it will be given unto you. And they're like, great, well, I, I like a Cadillac. All right, well, let's talk about that verse. So tomorrow I'm going to come back and I'm going to disseminate some of these verses that are so commonly taken out of context. And we're going to talk about how we can study them in context. And so while the world is talking about, while the Christian you know, culture right now is talking about all the craziness at the Grammys and all the bizarre things that are happening with, with Disney and everything else, I would like to see the Christian community focused on becoming better at hearing God's voice and studying his word so that we can be that approved workman who does not need to be ashamed, who can rightly handle the word of God. That's all I have time for today. I hope you guys will come back tomorrow and we're going to pick this same topic up where we left off. And I hope that it encourages you. If you haven't already signed up to join me, I teach on Tuesdays at MomStrong International and we are going through God's word right now, and we're studying what God has to say about the irreplaceable role of mothers. There's so much to learn from the word of God. God's word is relevant to your life right now. He wants to speak to you. He wants to be an active part of your family life and an active part of your marriage. And uh, God has answers. And so we're going to study a little bit about what it looks like to find them tomorrow here at the Off the Bench podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Have a great afternoon wherever you are. And I'll see you right here tomorrow at the intersection of faith 